Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Thanks for being with us on the Friday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. Your stool is ready. Let's get to it. Good, bad, and crazy martinis. Jim, let's start with the good. And anytime you beat expectations on job numbers by, gosh, close to three, uh, you got to say that's good news. And that's what we got in the month of January. Here's Rick Santelli from CNBC expecting what was expected, around 180 or 200,000 jobs. Instead, over half a million. Numbers will be coming out shortly. We're expecting 188 to 200,000 Wow, wow. Whoever took the over, congratulations. 517,000. 517,000 non-farm payrolls. A blast off of a number. That's the highest number since February of 22 when it was 714,000. If you look at manufacturing payrolls, they were 19,000. Three times expectations. Unemployment rate, 34 so obviously uh, a big number, Jim, um, 517,000, regardless of how we got there, is uh, certainly welcome news. Biden and outgoing chief of staff Ron Klain certainly crowing about that today, taking full credit for it. Uh, Ed Morrissey over at Hot Air has a slightly different take, wondering if the there's some methodology issue with the polls because there were so many other unchanged metrics and all of a sudden there was like 1.2 million people flushed into the workforce at the beginning of the year. Could be the case, but a little bit odd uh, to have numbers that huge, but uh, hey, half a million new jobs, that's good and we'll, we'll figure out if the rest of it's accurate. Yes, Greg, and if we're going to if the Biden administration wants to play the game that, you know, all good economic news comes from them and their policies. Uh Greg, I happen to notice that the, you know, this giant creation of a half million or so jobs happened right as the Republicans took control of the house. <laughs> so clearly businesses were excited about Speaker McCarthy and the idea of Republicans finally having a break on what the Democrats could do in terms of federal legislation and said, wow, we feel this newfound optimism. Let's go hire a whole bunch more people. OK, that probably isn't really how it shook out. But I do think the idea that, ah, oh, you know, well, now that Republicans are in the House, it's going to destroy the economy. That narrative also just got sunk before the water below the waterline as well. No, it's good news. And yes, this is going to have the Biden administration crowing. I'd rather have them crowing about indisputably good news for the country, like a high rate of job creation, than about their usual partisan agenda. A lot of variables are still in place for how Americans feel about the economy uh, heading into 2024. I would note that actually the pessimism around the economy doesn't always uh, move in relation. And in fact, for most of last year, uh, we had relatively low, historically low unemployment, uh, but because of high inflation, Americans felt very bad about the economy very pessimistic in their economic projections for the year to come. So, you know, inflation has gotten somewhat better over the last few months. It certainly isn't as bad as the midsummer, you know, peak beyond 9%, but, you know, we're not out of the woods completely there. The trips to the grocery store aren't quite as bad as they felt before, 
but it's hard to differentiate that between any actual mitigation in prices or whether uh, it's just getting used to them. Oh, by the way, God have mercy on your soul if you've been trying to buy eggs lately. Um, <laughs> so you add all that up, you know, probably Americans feel a little better about the economy seeing reports like this. I also think, though, that this probably means that uh, the desire to see the Fed uh, lower the increasing interest rates and, and you know stop the hikes and go in the opposite direction probably isn't going to pan out or it remains to be seen. Uh, in part because you know high job creation generally means people are getting more money, which means inflation is still a threat to the state of the economy. Yeah, and that's obviously going to affect borrowers for all sorts of different reasons. Inflation has kind of flattened out for the most part at a level we really don't like. It hasn't gotten worse. And I think uh, one month recently, it actually ticked down a tenth of a point. And you want it to reduce slowly, uh, but you do want it to keep going down. Just flattening out uh, where it did, is it's not good. We need to get it back to where it was, but you don't want deflation rapidly either. But if we can get it down in the right direction, that's good. But, uh, you know, you mentioned Biden crowing, Jim. There was also earlier this week where he was asked about uh, inflation and whether he was responsible for the inflation. He's like, no, no, no. I was already here when I took office. It was 1.4% in January of 2021. (laughs) I don't think uh, he can make that with a straight face. But like Joe Biden is uh, want to do, Jim, all the good news is because of him. And if there's bad news, he either makes it up or blames it on somebody else. Yeah, I mean, look, Biden was never the most astute assessor of, I would say, the economy or foreign policy or really anything back when he was a much younger man. Age is not helping him any. And we just end up in this state where uh, on any given day, he'll say, oh, I'm doing a great job. And he'll just, you know, uh, remark things that are completely at odds with all other data, evidence and, and things like that. That's that's just kind of the natural state of things. We're getting used to it. Relax, America. What the president says doesn't have any real consequences. Yeah. And while he's technically correct about the number of jobs added to the economy since he took office, you know, where we were during the pandemic, a lot of those are just people reopening (laughs) that weren't allowed to be open. And so uh, when he talks about the historic number, it's true, but there's a giant asterisk uh, to it that wouldn't have been true in any other administration. So, uh, you know, celebrate what we've got, uh, but also let's have a uh, sober discussion about why it is what it is. And I'm not sure uh, that Biden deserves uh, as much credit as he wants to take here. But, uh, you know, anytime you get half a million new jobs, the incumbent party, they're going to take credit for it. And so that's what he's doing today. All right, well, let's talk about some more good news, and that's Four Patriots, where you can find them at fourpatriots.com slash martini and find all the great deals, including getting a free solar panel with the purchase of the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. As we always say with Four Patriots, you need to be prepared because you just don't know when the power is going to go out. The Patriot Power Generator 2000X worth its weight in gold because it has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run all the big appliances like your fridge, your freezer, and medical devices. Comes with 12 outlets, including four AC, plus two USB-C outlets that can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Never needs gas, thanks to that solar panel. Fume-free, silent, and safe. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Visit 4Patriots.com martini to get your Patriot Power Generator 2000X with the free solar panel included. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $97. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to the number 4Patriots.com martini. That's 4Patriots.com martini. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. On to our bad martini now, Jim. And balloons are always weird. Sometimes we watch people try to fly in a balloon around the world. Several years ago, probably more years ago than I realized, there was the saga of Balloon Boy, who was supposedly in the balloon, and then he wasn't. It was just a big hoax. Now we've got the, a far more sinister balloon. This is the Chinese, apparently a giant balloon that was detected over Canada and then into Montana, uh, suspiciously close to a major defense installation that is uh, home to one of our uh, major facilities for intercontinental ballistic missiles. Uh, it's believed to be a surveillance balloon. That's what the Canadians think. That's what we think. Uh, a lot of people saying we should shoot it down. Uh, the Defense Department saying, well, we can't do that. We're worried about debris on the population over Montana. I don't know exactly where it is over Montana, but if there's any place in the United States that's got some open land for that to happen, I guess it could be that. But uh, other people are worried about, uh, you know, figuring out what this balloon is doing uh, before we do something like that. Uh, Jim, the Chinese are rolling out the explanation that it's a really off-course weather balloon, which I'm sure all of us are, are falling for today. <laughs> and now the Canadians are pointing out there's a second balloon uh, that, that's coming. So the odds of uh, both being innocuous weather balloons that just happen to be off-course uh, further eroded. Not that there was any credibility to it at all in the first place, but uh, you devoted the morning jolt to this today. What do we know for sure? And uh, what do we make of what the Chinese are doing and the Biden response so far? Yeah, this is a big deal. And this is actually kind of when I when I enjoy writing the morning jolt the most because something new and unexpected has happened. And I kind of feel like the, the purpose of my newsletter is to give people as much information as possible. So I won't go through every last detail of this, but the Pentagon was quick to emphasize that they had been tracking it since it entered U.S. airspace. Um, as of this morning, it was floating over Montana. Uh, from the description, it sounds like this has to be massive because there are reports of pilots and those on the ground who can see it, and yet it is floating in high altitude. The Pentagon says that it is not a threat to commercial air traffic, which means it must be floating between 33, uh, commercial air traffic is between 33,000 and 42,000 feet. So like, you know, if you think about when you how high it looks when you see a commercial airliner flying overhead, it's well above that, and yet people can see it. I heard one person estimating it's about the size of like three school buses put together. Now, when you because and they said apparently the Pentagon said that they, as you mentioned, thought about shooting it down, uh, but they didn't, you know, feel comfortable considering the risk of the possibility of it hitting people in the ground. And that does smell a little funny. Uh, but I will note that if you have something that is really big and this has solar panel arrays, it almost looks a little bit like the International Space Station. Um, let's say you you were able to hit that with a missile or something like that. You blow it up. That stuff's all going to come down. It's all going to come down at a very high rate of speed. So it's going to be, you know, potentially, you know, big craters wherever that debris lands. Um, is that a reason not to shoot it down? Hey, look, I've had a couple of readers this morning who pointed out that reportedly on the morning of 9-11, the military was preparing to shoot down hijacked airliners uh, over major metropolitan areas like Washington, D.C. So it does seem a very bit odd. Um, that there's not this option that the risk of people on the ground is being considered deterrence. The Pentagon is quick to emphasize that they don't believe that this spy balloon is going to be able to obtain anything that the Chinese could not already get from satellites. But they're quick to note that it uh, is kind of lingering over U.S. airspace, including a space in Montana that's one of the Air Force bases 
that maintains our ICBMs. I look at that and I'm like, okay, well, why would you do something like this? Well, you know, obviously if China tried to send a spy plane into U.S. airspace, uh, the Air Force and NORAD would be scrambling to uh, react to that. So my guess, a drone, most drones, particularly if you're launching from China, would not have the range to do this. So this, you know, balloon can get to places that a spy plane or a drone would not be able to do. I put in some links, the U.S. military, the U.K. military, they still they also use balloons, believe it or not. Um, obviously, drones and satellites and spy planes are much more advanced. But a balloon can give you an option to watch something for a considerable period of time, relatively low cost, um, and it just floats up there. And you don't have to use a pilot or, or you know, sensitive fuel for a, a drone or anything like that. I, this is now pretty darn significant. Uh, we've canceled the visit by uh, the Secretary of State over this. I think it's pretty clear they wanted to get a better look at one of our ICBM uh, bases, which is, you know... That's ominous. That's not normal. That's not, you know, encouraging. It is very hard to maintain normal diplomatic relations when they're doing something like this. Uh, And also, by the way, this is starting to affect uh, us on the ground. Apparently on Wednesday, the Billings, Montana airport, they had a ground stop. They said it was because of a special military maneuver. Apparently we were uh, deploying F-22s to uh, monitor the balloon. So uh, the process of shooting it down, it would be complicated. You want to shoot it down, recognizing there's no guarantee you'll be able to recover anything useful. We want to obviously take a look at this balloon uh, if and when we can. Get a sense of what kind of technology China has It's uh, in this sort of uh, operation. Um, and as you mentioned, there's a statement from Canada's Office of the Minister of National Defense, which talked about a potential second incident um, so this this really does come across as a pretty aggressive step by the Chinese. And as mentioned, right before a summit where you think they want to be making nice, uh, look, I think this kind of illustrates a hard but unavoidable fact of life in dealing with the regime in Beijing. They're not nice. They They don't want to play nice. They don't want to throttle back their aggression towards us or anybody else for the, you know, sake of diplomatic niceties or getting along. They are provocative. They like to probe. They like to see what they can get away with. And they like to test exactly how we're going to respond to stuff like this. And I hope the Biden administration has the right mindset as it confronts this threat. Uh, the fact that they keep reaching out to China does make us wonder about this. And, uh, you know, time time will tell. As you mentioned, the, the claim from the China is that this is a weather balloon that just has gone off course. And I'd really love to know what was the intended course of this weather balloon. If it ended up in Montana. That's the excuse you're supposed to give for UFO sightings, Jim. Yes. Weather, you know. weather balloons, swamp gas, something like that. Not yeah. for... Uh... By the way, I, I didn't put this in today's morning jolt, but I did recognize the interesting proposal here that a lot of what people claim, you know, see and claim are UFOs or, you know, unidentified flying objects and things like that. That whether they are foreign drones and balloons and things like that, that there are hostile states that want to get a better look at what's going on here in the United States. And sometimes those objects get uh, sighted, and maybe that's what's going on in some of these cases. Amazing. By the way, uh, always go to Jim Garrity to the Morning Jolt for cogent analysis and excellent writing. Don't miss today's headline also. (laughs) Red Zeppelin. What are we willing to do about China's spy balloon? Excellent, excellent. Classic. I got to give credit. to The the editors came up with that one. I had a pretty good one, but that one was just, you know, (laughs) off the charts. Yes. (laughs) Well done.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, on to our crazy martini now. And Jim, let's uh, go back to the Biden administration yet again. I guess they're a factor in all three of our martinis today. Uh, New climate strategy that the Washington Free Beacon has uh, reported on here. And well, it turns out that the Biden administration really loved the COVID lockdowns for the opportunity to really reduce emissions, particularly from vehicles. And so here is how the uh, Free Beacon reports on the new climate plan. You're going to love this. The COVID-19 pandemic wasn't all bad. A new Biden administration plan to fight climate change argues it at least, quote, highlighted major opportunities to reduce travel demand and lower carbon emissions through, quote, remote work and virtual interactions. The plan, which President Joe Biden's Environmental Protection Agency and Energy, Transportation and Housing Departments released in January, aims to, quote, eliminate nearly all greenhouse gas emissions from the transportation sector by 2050, mostly through a transition to electric vehicles. Also included in the plan, however, is a controversial call to reduce commuting miles through, quote, an increase in remote work and virtual engagements, including education. Jim, we just had a a fierce brawl for years about getting kids back in the classroom. I don't know if this is about, you know, public uh, elementary, middle and high schools, whether it's about uh, kids traveling longer distances to college. Either way, it's insane. I've been saying for a while now that I think uh, their big plan is to keep us from traveling, reducing our freedom of movement, because you can't produce as many electric vehicles as as gas-powered vehicles and so forth. Now they're literally putting in staying at home as part of their long-term climate plan. I hope Americans aren't ready to put up with that. I hope so, too. And as much as I'd like to dismiss this as some common sense lacking idiotic bureaucrat who looks at the you know carbon emissions from during the pandemic and looks at the carbon emissions from normal life and says ah oh, well they went down we should try to do more like that and doesn't really think through all the ramifications not least of which we were all miserable during during lockdown what are you talking about the never mind the learning loss never mind all the emotional problems never mind the skyrocketing addiction 
Uh, never mind all the people who put off important, uh, you know, the usual checkups with the doctor that could have spotted issues like tumors and and other major health problems. You know, all the uh, uh, non-essential or you know non-life-threatening medical procedures that were put off. What are, what are you crazy? It was terrible. Who in their right mind would ever want to do this? And ordinarily, like people to say, okay, this is some nutty bureaucrat, you know, fantasizing about this. But unfortunately, as we've seen. A lot of times over the last couple of years, nutty ideas from bureaucrats don't always stay there. Hey, we're going to ban gas stoves, right? Or, you know, hey, you know, your plastic straw is a, you know, is going to destroy the world. So we need to give you paper ones that don't really work, right? Crazy ideas from the environmental movement go from, hey, why don't we do this to reality with astonishing speed in some places. The other thing which I think this comment inadvertently illustrates. And I think it's something that most environmentalists and greens don't like to think about too much. In the environmentalist mindset where humanity is a threat to the planet, by the way, the planet's going to exist, but you know, matter what we do. The question is, are we going to exist depending on what we do? But you know, the idea that, you know, oh, hum humans and their activity and their natural activities, using energy, eating food, um, running running around driving from one place to another, all these ordinary human activities that are part of the lifeblood of our economy and just the lifeblood of daily life, having more children, right? All of these things in the environmentalist mindset suddenly become a problem. At its most extreme, which is not as far from the mainstream as you'd like it to be, environmentalism sees humanity as the enemy, sees humanity as a problem to be solved. And then you end up with this attitude about, well, if humans are the problem, we need fewer problems. You end up with this utterly morally inverted mentality, which COVID-19, the strict lockdowns are great because, you know, that way we keep people from going out and doing things and living their lives. People living their lives become some problem to be solved. And you kind of wonder if some environmentalists look at something like COVID-19 killing millions of people and say, ah, good, we got rid of a bunch of them. But in the end, the environmental movement, it doesn't, not every environmentalist feels this way. But after a while, you dive deep enough into it, you begin to see this mentality in which, well, oftentimes it'll be a certain hypocrisy. I can have more children, but you can't. I can use more emit more carbon on my private jet, but you can't. Oftentimes it means, oh, these rules are for you people, not for me. But even I think it's some like this idea of like, no, no, we're all the problem and the world, the planet would be better off without us there. And thus we should do it. In the end, it's kind of a self-hating ideology. Again, not in every case, but you can find it amongst some environmentalists. And this idea of, hey, the, the lockdowns were great. How do we go back to that? I think manifests that mentality that in the end, this is a this is a movement that kind of hates humanity and wants to punish it and wants to make people suffer for all of our sins against the planet. It's, it's basically it's religious extremists, as many people have said. But hey, happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> you ever noticed all their solutions make us miserable? Don't eat meat, eat bugs. Don't travel that far. Don't do this, don't do that. Yeah, I don't think so. Jim, extraordinarily well said. That kind of exasperation leads us perfectly into the weekend because <laughs> we need it. And hopefully we'll uh, have more sane news on Monday. But uh, we'll find out. See you then. See you Monday, Greg. Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg Corumbus of Radio America. Thanks so much for being with us today. Do subscribe to the uh, podcast if you don't already. Tell a friend about us as well. Thanks also for your five-star ratings and your kind reviews. They really do help us a lot. Also, uh, find us on your home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. He's at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a great weekend and join us again on Monday for the next Three Martini Lunch.
How much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.